You're listening to 66.6 FM Radio TOVH The Flush Well hey there everybody It's me, Joe Thrashenkill You're listening to another thrilling episode of The Toilet of All Radio Show uh, And I'm joined today uh, I got a full house here uh, First up, uh, everybody knows him Everybody loves him the good and golden boy, the internet sweetheart, the 365 days of horror, or as we like to call him, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? I'm okay. How are you? Cannot complain, my man, because we also got Brenna side. Sorry, just Breno. We're, we're removing the side, uh, and we're just going to call him Breno. It's problematic. It is problematic. Uh, it, yeah, it's it, not, a, not it, a nice thing. It represents a more ignorant era. I'm talking, of course, about MySpace. Uh, yeah, Breno, yeah. how are you doing? Uh, I mean, ignorant as usual. Let's just <laughs> let's admit that as much. Uh, okay, gentlemen, how are you? How are you, Joe? No one asks how you are, Joe. How are you? I literally just asked how he was. <laughs> no one, no one asks Joe how he is. Joe, how are you? How are you really? Uh, I'm I'm doing good. I'll tell you what, uh, okay, fellas. It's been it's been a long uh, long break, a long pandemic uh, that is uh, you know still raging. Uh, to be fair, uh, but I got the taste. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep uh, going at it. Uh, I've been do I've been going to shows. I've been going to some shows, and I got a bunch of shows over the next uh, couple of weeks. I'm gonna continue to go to. And you know what? I'm having a good and nice and lovely time doing that. Nature is healing. It is. Got Joe Thrash and kill back, like the wolves in Yellowstone. Like the environment is gonna change for the better now. Uh, I met a uh, a Twitter mutual uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, who's also in, in Dallas, and uh, I went to a show with him two weeks ago, and then I went to another one with him uh, last night. Uh, we saw local uh, Doom-ish band called Temptress, and they were mm. fucking sick. They were so fucking sick. Uh, if you're in the Texas area, you should go see that band. Uh, I might play some music on the show from them. I will say, though, that uh, these recordings are a little bit older and do not reflect uh, how incredibly fucking sick they are now. Yeah, whenever um, whenever there's a possibility to meet like a Twitter mutual or an Instagram mutual, whatever, somewhere at a show, I, I try to avoid that as much as possible. Like I try to just be like, oh, damn, couldn't make it. Yeah, I can't find you. Because uh-huh. they stop talking to me after they meet me. Now, that might be like you reading too much into the situation there, you know? Yeah, I mean, like. I stop talking to them after I meet them. That's what happens. Yeah, that's 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 it. That's what it is. You you're that's afraid you're afraid of being hurt, Breno. Yeah. I have big squishy pillowy marshmallowy feelings and my big fifis and I just you know, I don't wanna I don't want anyone to find out I'm not as cool as I represent myself online to be. I guess my question is who hurt you? Where can we where can we find the source of this? Oh, it's fucking mom and dad like everybody hmm. everybody all of your problems are mom and dad's fault the boomer generation was just one that only knew how to like train through trauma they don't know anything else so well we got to uh we we need to send you on like a quest of healing that will culminate and i guess you murdering your parents i'm not i'm not entirely sure how therapy works that sounds good yeah yeah um but i'm telling you folks uh the show's they're good. Uh, next week, uh, he doesn't know it yet, uh, but I'm going to go see uh, Stockhausen's band uh, playing at a venue near me because uh, I don't think he knows that I live in Dallas. So that'll be a nice surprise that I can I can sneak up on him and give him a hug. 
You could stand right in front of the stage with your arms folded, looking very unhappy during his flute solo. Oh shit! I'm definitely gonna do that. That's gonna be so much fun. Uh, so that'll be that'll be good. It'll be good uh, good times. Uh, Discordia is on tour right now because those guys are school teachers, and it's the summer, and that makes sense. So you know, go see them if they're around you because uh, well, they'd like to see you. They're not. I afraid. feel like it's impossible. It's impossible to be unhappy to like a flute solo. Yeah, man. Uh, Stocky, he, he shreds that uh, that flute. Uh, we yeah, had a, a, it was also um, I don't they don't exist anymore. But uh, Pumpkin Babies band Mayeth, uh, I saw them once, and they they ripped out some several flute solos that were incredibly rocking. Uh, so if uh, if you're looking for a hook, uh, maybe pull out the flute. I think it's pretty sweet. Lizzo figured it out. You know, she's a chart topper now. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's like yeah. doing doing the moves while flouting, unlike uh, these humps that we know. <laughs> yeah, you just like in the center of any given flute solo, you just got to scream "bitch" and then just keep you know keep going. Yeah, that's the that's the recipe. I mean, that's, that you can't deny it. that's pretty fucking cool. So uh, just some suggestions to uh, spice up your next show. Uh, spend 10 or so years learning the flute and then uh, pull that out. Uh, fellas, we got, we got things uh, to talk about on the show. But before we get, you know, get into high gear with everything, just want just to go ahead and put some feelers out there. Is there anything in particular you want to share on the show before we get into it? Um, no, uh, nothing's happening. The world is bad. And I, my comfort zone is like a quarter of an inch of life, you know, like that's just, I feel like, uh, so yesterday I went to, um, like a local street fair kind of deal in my downtown, uh, city here. So, you know, it's, it just one of those things I, I haven't done in a long time is, go to something like this where they're selling food and various art and wares and things. And mostly it's just an excuse to stand outside and have beer, Yeah, which is pretty much all of society. Yeah. That's how we've built, um, uh, built our world. <laughs> right. Like, we were talking about hobbies last week and, uh, you know, I, I thought about this, I thought about this good and hard. And the reason men go fishing is because you just get to drink beer outside and the reason men go to metal shows is much the same reason. The reason you go to like a street fair, same reason. It's all it's all beer. You know, the 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 world is just beer. That's the that's the meaning of life. We figured it out. So um that's all I have to say. That's it. Well, um yeah, uh it, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, and I will say that you don't necessarily need an excuse like uh, fishing or a metal show if you just want to be near your homies like that's <laughs> that's okay you can just do that <laughs> right yeah and i mean of course you know in, in, in a case like jordan's you can just have like a nice nice uh carbonated seltzer something something with a little fruit flavor in there maybe a nice um, sarsaparilla but uh but you're welcome at the areas where you know people drink beer and i'm sure you have to watch us and wonder what's wrong with us and it's because we just haven't quite figured it out yet we need a uh, straight edge beer. We need two straight edge beer. We need we need to make a straight edge beer like uh, you know, Oduls. Like Oduls, yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean like uh, you know how liquid death is everywhere now. <laughs> yeah, like you just put like uh, big X's on it. Uh, it's like uh, you know, it says on there like um, shit. I don't know. Uh, 
a minor minor threat beer, but without like getting sued by Ian McKay, I guess. Well, the X's have already been used for alcohol for a long, long time, particularly the brands that make you go blind because they're made in someone's bathtub. Yeah. Or you got like Dos Equis. Oh, which, um, shit. Yeah, yeah, no, we just have a, a huge marketing problem with this now. Yeah, right, right. And everybody just, you know, just, just to reiterate, and I know it's been probably 15 years or more at this point, but uh, the Dos Equis man, he was just the Chuck Norris meme that the TV ad agencies got a hold of and they just played it back to us. And so when I saw people taking the Dos Equis man and just utilizing him for what was exactly the Chuck Norris meme back on the internet, you really just did Dos Equis work for them. And we should have been ashamed of that. And now we have brands like guys on the Wendy's Twitter and otherwise just thinking they're slick, making making funny little spongebob jokes on the internet and it's your fault yeah you gotta block all those guys don't reward them for this shit never uh yeah all right well we'll go back to the drawing board with straight edge beer and we'll come back uh at a later time with a better a better marketing plan uh maybe beer for kids in the meantime that could be good uh anyway uh let's uh let's go ahead and get into some of the news of the week uh pregnant women beer (laughs) pregnant women beer yeah uh that's just a miller which is just regular if you're you're pregnant just drink beer all right uh i know that everybody uh that listens to this show uh they love to hear uh about this band uh they, they they fucking can't get enough of it uh, are you familiar with the five finger death punches? God, is it is it really that kind of a week? It's you know they put out they put something out every every year, and we've been doing the show for seventeen years. So yeah. you know we've done a few episodes about the band. Makes sense, right? So I uh, I think five finger death punches is for a guy. And describing this guy, um, he's he's something, man. I don't I don't know how he just exists in society in a way that's meaningful. But what I can tell you is a five finger death punch crowd is a crowd of people who have no friends just all together at once. And they're looking around the room and they're buying the same album together. And it's a lot of people. Like There's just a lot of lonely, lame people out there. The, te- the technical term for a group of Five Finger Death Punch fans is a sadness. <laughs> All like right, you guys say this, but our society, like you mentioned, you know, built around drinking beer with your homies. Uh, it's it's a little bit more specific than that in that it's built specifically for a five finger death punch fan you know right uh, but it's like a, it's like a horoscope thing right like if you're um if you're a leo like myself you shouldn't go seek out another leo cuz that's going to cause problems oh and, maybe maybe that's why all of their their lyrics are so uh confrontational yeah it's just these guys are exactly the same and they could get along if they didn't hate each other so much hmm I think that uh, you know, choosing an uh, astrological read on this is really the right the right way to go. We need to consult with a witch on this to uh, <laughs> to determine if the energies uh, could be improved in some way. Yeah, like I know I know there's um 
uh, and, and I'll let you get to what you're getting to after this point. But I think uh, I think the answer for, uh, you know, the conservative right wing ship is just uh, just go onto YouTube and uh, look up you know, trailer park fights. And then you'll just realize that uh, they're they're just inevitably going to destroy themselves. We don't really need to meet them in the streets. If they're out on the streets by themselves long enough, there will be vicious fights breaking out uh, in a way that is completely on only their own political spectrum. Well, yeah. I mean, conservatism needs uh, a common enemy. Otherwise, they destroy themselves. Like we've seen it over and over again. Every time that uh, some uh, fringe libertarian uh, group of um, pedophiles... Uh, collect some money together to build a new gulch, gulch, inevitably they kill each other. Inevitably. I think there will be a lot of blood spilt over whose Trump flag is bigger. So I don't think we need to, I don't think we need to worry too much. Yeah. I mean, the problem is like to get to that point, uh, you have to, you know, eliminate uh, their common enemies, uh, which uh, I guess that would be. Is everybody who's good in the world? Yeah, so. yeah pretty much. So. <laughs> So um, let's pretend that this is the only band worth talking about. Let's con- let's let's see where we're going with this. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I know that we've done at least one show, uh, probably like seventeen by now, because we've done a lot of shows where we have talked about the phenomenon of a circus or a carnival. But what if it was twisted? <laughs> So, hmm. so like the clowns, instead of being like happy and funny, they're they're scary and crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like if you can warp your mind enough to envision that, you know. I think that would make a really cool Batman villain. Somebody figure that out. Possibly, possibly. But let's not jump ahead here. We're, we're we got to stay within the realm of aggressive music. I'm sorry, uh, Jordan. Uh, off the top of your head. Uh, can you think of anybody that has ever uh, constructed uh, such a such a, a mind freak of an image? Lots of bands over <laughs> many many years. I, you know, it's. I was trying to think about this earlier. Like, why are there so many clown and circus and carnival themed metal bands? and metal songs yeah you do have it with like icp and their little section in terms of like rap but it doesn't really seem to pop up in other genres like not too many clown ska bands or Mm. clown punk all that much maybe one or two but like there's an unofficial subgenre of circus metal and just even normal bands will eventually devolve into what if life was a circus and what if I was a ringleader, but I have a beard and I'm all spooky and I'm in a band called Avatar and I tell people <laughs> to step right up in our songs. Ladies and, and gentlemen, sucks. boys and girls. It sucks. It always sucks. It is never good. And yet here we are again. <laughs> Like in terms of being creatively the, bankrupt, the evil circus is up there with hiring a children's choir. You know, and this Gather isn't the around. first. This isn't the first time that Ivan Moody has been a clown. He was a clown. I mean, you know, like literally. <laughs> so uh, literally he, yeah. He was a. He played a clown in the Devil's Carnival, which was, um, you know, uh, the, was it Repo the Genetic Opera? Yeah. If you remember that movie? Yeah. That was by the same person this is the devil's carnival and he did a song um guy from skinny puppy did a song is you know whatever it was what it was so i guess 20 years 15 years later he's doing it again 
Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's a lot of a lot of life to claw from this idea. You got to just scrape it out. <laughs> Uh, so uh, the new um, the new Five Finger Death Punch song, uh, you know, getting ready for a new album, I guess, or whatever. I didn't actually care enough to look. Uh, it's uh, it's called Welcome to the Circus, mm. and again, I cannot stress this enough, sensitive listener. This is not a normal circus. <laughs> this is a fucking creepy circus. So, did you get a chance to to watch or listen to any of this? Um, the thing is, I I know I know what's going to happen when I click the play button, and uh, my uh, my mental health that I that can carry me throughout the day is limited. So, if I if I were to actually listen to a Five Finger Death Punch song, I know it would be a, a spoon drain mm-hmm. to the point where I just don't think I could make it to work. Yeah, I mean, you got to hold on to those spoons. Yeah. You can't drop them. I uh, can't drop no. them for this anyway. Not at all. Uh, but, you know, uh, it is exactly what you think it is, uh, which helps. Um, but I feel, you know, on top of the imagery, like, it would help if we delved into really what Ivan Moody and crew are trying to get across to us right like it's it's not enough to know that they're doing you know a spooky carnival thing we need to understand the message that is conveyed by the spooky carnival so with that i think it would be helpful breno yes if you would allow us to get a dramatic uh, sense of a reading of these lyrics that's important. That's important. So let me let me tell you something. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the circus. Welcome to the shit show. Just another freak show. Hang your hat and hate at the door. It's a game of torture. Souls are made to order everything you wanted and more. You've got to kill somebody to thrill somebody. Everybody's got a reason to bleed. You've got a fuck somebody to know somebody and that motherfucker <laughs> it ain't me god damn am dude. i the only one that doesn't buy into the lies am i the only one that doesn't wear a disguise because if i can't break it sir no sir i can't change it then tell me how will i know tell me how will i am i the only one that isn't just here for the show welcome to the circus Grab your favorite stones. They came for broken bones. That's what happens when you sign right here on the dotted line. There's no need for excuses. Everybody loses. Only way you'll ever win is to die. Creepy. You've got to burn somebody to learn somebody. Everybody's got a Jekyll and Hyde. You gotta curse somebody to hurt somebody. Everybody needs a reason to die. So am I the only one, boys and girls, that doesn't buy into the lies? Am I the only one that doesn't wear a disguise? Because if I can't break it, and I can't change it, then tell me, how will I know? Am I the only one that isn't here for the show? Welcome to the circus. You gotta hide your face. Sell them what they bought you. Teach them what they taught you. Teach them what they taught you. You gotta hide your veins. This is how they gut you. Right before they cut you. You gotta hide your pain. Ugly how they rule you. 
That's just how they screw you. <laughs> you got to hide your rage. Everyone has earned this. Welcome to the circus. Ticky ticky casket. Time to burn the casket. Time to burn this motherfucker down. Incredible. Am I the only one that doesn't buy into the lies? Am I the only one that doesn't wear a disguise? Doesn't wear a disguise? Because if I can't break it, I can't change it, then tell me how will I know? Tell me how will I? Am I the only one that isn't here for the show? Not just for the here. Am I the only one? Tell me. Will I know? Am I the only one that isn't just here for the show? Welcome to the circus. Thank you. Very good uh, mid-Atlantic accent on that one, too. I'm going to send you some quiet music to play in the background because we got to... We gotta send this one home. See, I was thinking that I would put that megaphone effect uh, on your voice for this. Uh, you know, that's used in every one of these fucking things. <laughs> yeah, just like a little bit of that, uh, um, just like stock reverb and echo yeah. that you would have in any given DAW, and just you know, just just slightly enough. Um, no cheering because nobody bought a ticket to this fucking trash except for like one or three uh, insane clown posse neighbors. Uh, I would like to do a slight bit of analysis here, if that's okay. Sure, let's talk about it. I, I would say that, you know, using the chorus, am I the only one that doesn't buy into the lies? I think that he just straight stole that shit from Aaron Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> am I the only I one that, that still stands for the flag? <laughs> um... I don't know, man. I, I love this. Um, I love this uh, counterculture sort of approach to being conservative. It's such a it's such a strange dichotomy to me. I, I think, um, you know, in, in, in addition, I think that a lot of the problems of this band and with with metal in general, where if you find yourself doing the evil carnival thing, like I'm looking at his lyrics here, and the the closest thing that he has to a reference that you would need to have read words to understand is uh, the mm. Jekyll and Hyde thing, which you probably learn in I don't know the first grade. <laughs> and it's just like you need to update your knowledge. You need to find some other source of information or curiosity of the world to maybe create something that's better. <laughs> Well, now, hold on. I mean, I think uh, I, one Ivan Moody, if he did write these lyrics, which I don't know, man, these are so good. He probably hired someone. But um, uh, there is a bit of a, a ancient Chinese lore reference in there oh, with, yeah? uh, with Tiki Tiki Task. <laughs> it might be it might be referential to, uh, you know, the, the boy with a name that was too long and he couldn't get help fast enough. Ricky Tiki Tembo. No Sarambo. Correct. Correct. So <laughs> this this goes a bit deeper than you're giving him credit for. Uh, that's uh, <clears throat> is is that um, just you know I, I probably haven't thought about that since I was a very very young child. Is that problematic in today's environment? <laughs> should should he have gone? Should he have gone with another child age old book like maybe Stregonona instead? <laughs> Um, if, if, yeah, again, if we're going to, to, to keep it at a you know early reader level here, which obviously we need to, there are lots of things you could go with, like the example of a thing comes to mind, like stone soup, you know, everybody coming together to create something bigger. That might be a more positive message for this band. 
I think they would go with there's a monster at the end of this book. <laughs> it's me! <laughs> there's a monster at the end of this book. It's <laughs> me! You know, that, now that you've mentioned it, that's kind of, that, that is a fun concept to me as well. I'd like to hear, I'd like to hear that version as well. Um, Shrek? <laughs> they could do Shrek. What about, um, what about like that, uh, that dog Spot? He was like a little English dog. Dog Spot? And they had, yeah, they had like, um, they had a Nick Jr. show about him eventually, but when you were a kid. I forget. It's a bit too esoteric. So let's let's move on to something else. Hey, it's Franklin. Fucking Franklin the turtle, man. Oh, yeah. What did the turtle scarf? do? Well, the best part about Franklin is that he was so. Uh, he was on he was on like a higher, more human level than the rest of the animals that he got to actually have a name. Wait, Everybody the other animals didn't like, get names. No, they were just bear and like beaver and fox was fox you know what i mean like everybody got called the animal that they were hmm. so franklin was franklin franklin was his own self whereas he would go hey bear what's going on like he would just call it as he saw it with the rest of the animals in the in the forest there it seems very much like a george orwell reference you know some animals are more equal than other animals you know? and you know i would picture ivan moody going around to all his friends and promising them fibbing to them if you will that they could eat he could eat a jar of a thousand flies no problem <laughs> and uh when all his friends gather around and hand him a jar of flies i'm gonna assume he's gonna try to eat it in front of everybody wait so did franklin also do uh fuck what is it uh paul newman movie where he, he does the challenge with eggs except with uh with uh flies cool hand luke with flies Maybe that's maybe that's the reference. You know, maybe these things go deeper than I thought. Maybe it's art imitating art. But uh, Franklin tells a fib is probably the reading level I would expect Ivan Moody to be on. So it's just, uh, you know, I, I'd be interested to see a reference here once in a while. Hmm. I I think that you know, given the uh, bizarre esoteric esoteric nature of Welcome to the Circus, a, a good fit would perhaps be. You know, some some real left field cosmic imagery like uh, what if there was one fish and there was two fish and there was a red fish and there was a blue fish? You know, really playing with the audience expectations. That's a bit more of like a Kitty Rock level kind of <laughs> rhyming. Uh, Jordan, are there other children's books you think that Five Finger Death Punch need to adapt? One bitch, two bitch, three bitch, four bitch. Oh, that's actually I'm going to clip that. That's pretty good. The Hungry Caterpillar. Oh. <clears throat> the Hungry Caterpillar, yeah, just destroying everything in his sight. Have you ever been a motherfucking Hungry Caterpillar? I dig Eating it. Eating stuff. Yeah, I, th I think this is all solid, um, you know. Yeah. Some some of our listeners out there, they think they're above this. I get it. You're at a more of a boxcar children reading level. There's no need right. to brag. Yeah, you're... Um your books are a little looser on the gender. Ours is not so much. Ours are very where this book's for boys. You can't read that one. <laughs> Don't touch that one. That's not for you. Um, so overall, uh, I think this is a great start for the latest uh, album cycle for Five Finger Death Punch. Looking forward to seeing what they got next. Um, and it's well worth noting that this is the only band uh, in metal 
or adjacent to metal that makes money. So uh, enjoy that. <laughs> right, right. The rest of them had to do what we were talking about last week where they like pedal wares on the side and yeah. don't get off YouTube. Well, they're like Zoltan Bathory. I think he probably he probably has his own line of well, he probably has several lines of like man shit, like Zoltan Bathory, uh, like Muay Thai G or something like that. Just like uh, premium dreadlock butter. Yeah, yeah. Zoltan Bathory ball soap. Uh, he almost certainly has this shit. So, yeah. Uh, again. Uh, not worth not worth dwelling on. We can we can move on to some more positive news. Is that okay? I just, all these guys are in their forties. I just can't get over that. And their old guitarist uh, Jason Hook was fifty one, and this is what they do. And yet they are always so mad and full of mediocre middle aged white guy grievance, and it's just exhausting. My question for you, Jordan, is: Do you mm-hmm. think that the uh, middle-aged white guy grievance is real, or do you think it's a put-on? It's an affectation. Oh, I believe that they fully believe that they have grievances. Hmm. Yeah, I guess it, it, <laughs> that is the default state if you're around that age, around this kind of demographic, right? I mean, they're writing songs, being mad about people goofing on them online, and they. They're just constantly mad. They write songs about being mad about people wearing masks and just people being mean to them on the internet. And like you said, they still make their money. They still play their big shows. They still hawk whatever things they've attached their names to. What really do they have to be mad about? And the answer is nothing, which then in turn actually makes them mad. And we and wistfully thinking of a better time when they were probably younger and thinner and had better hair and people didn't tell them to shut the fuck up as much. I mean, this is just champagne too. Uh, every you know? song is champagne too for these guys. <laughs> Two, three, four, just as many fishes as there are champagnes. It's all champagne. I guess uh, what they could do to make this more interesting for me, probably worse from a marketable standpoint, is name your names. Like, it's not just these faceless bitches and haters. Say it. Like, fuck you, Kevin. Like, I heard you talking shit. That's because the words they actually want to use, they would get in real trouble for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Zoltan is just like, crossing all all of his lyrics about like, uh, Slavs and Romani people. (laughs) Yeah, like their um their previous album, the uh, the title Big Jip didn't really fly. They oh, had to Jesus figure Christ. something else out, you know. Lots of lots of problematic content in this segment. Some lots of sh- lots th- of shit. I think we need to I think we need to go ahead and pivot if that's okay. Fine. All right. So, another uh topic that we've worn out completely, but it's worth revisiting here because it's, you know, positive news. Uh I've I've said it God knows how many times uh, that the As I Lay Dying incident completely broke me as anybody engaged in any kind of positive project with uh, music in any way. Uh, It has uh, left me a shell of a man who's just going through the motions. Uh, So it's really uh, gratifying uh, to see that uh, Tim Lambesis is setting things right uh, finally. Uh, and uh, and tying the knot again. <laughs> I'm so glad we moved on to something less problematic. 
Um, what killed me about this? Like, first of all, uh, Jordan, you shared the news just with a caption that <laughs> a caption that killed me. Uh, do you want? Do you just want to share what that was? I don't remember what the caption was. I Tell do. Me. You just go, girl. <laughs> Girl, you're in trouble. You know how the story ends. You in trouble. It's yeah. You're you're Oprah in fucking Ghost. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. Shit. <laughs> I was about to say, man. I don't know. Oh. Oprah it's been fucking twenty years since I saw Ghost. Give me a goddamn break. <laughs> yeah, this is Tim Lambeis' third marriage. I wasn't aware that he got married for a second time while in prison, and I guess that marriage, I don't know, petered out. Um, Perhaps the contract ran out on it, who's to say? Uh, Maybe the fiery passion in their life went out when he fell dick first into a bonfire. I don't know, but he's getting married for a third time in a beach ceremony, and um, good luck. Wait, I will, so he the, got the, he he married somebody right after the whole uh, while in prison. Really, it happens. I, I miss that. I think a lot of people did. Yeah, I think I, I think it's such a common thing for. Uh, huge uh, freaks uh, to to send marriage proposals to other huge freaks uh, like that are convicted of pretty notorious crimes. Uh, they get they get they get a lot of they get a lot of lady callers, um, and you know, like you were saying, these these fiery passions, the the ones that burn the brightest, burn out the fastest. Um, the picture associated with their fucking wedding ceremony is, I gotta tell you, gave me goddamn whiplash. <laughs> Because it's my boy that I've been following online for 10 years, Craig Golius, the world's puffiest man, <laughs> apparently is officiating the shits. It's, it's, it's worlds be colliding. That's all, that's all I'm saying. I'm not familiar. Craig Golius is a bodybuilder that I became familiar with because... Oh, that's... Okay, now it's... I think some of the dots are connecting. I think that's... that's if you've um, seen but, this man, you'll immediately recall it because there is literally no one shaped like him. <laughs> he's like a shoulder with ears. He, 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 we, we talked about this forever ago. He can't wipe his ass. That's okay because he's so jacked and it's worth it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're that buff, uh, you can just hire someone to do it. Exactly. Think of every... Think of Every professional wrestler you've ever seen that's clearly on vitamins and supplements, none of them are as big as this guy. It's like he went to a service station and just hooked his veins up to the free air that they give and just never deflated. And it's awesome, okay? (laughs) I I respect that level of body dysmorphia because you carried through with it. Like you're, you're doing the whole thing every single day. Uh, <clears throat> just but, like an 80s bane like full of venom yes um awesome and craig to be fair i think he he might have uh just 
cross the line at which all of the 80s guys died, all of those 80s bodybuilders and wrestlers. So clearly he's doing something better than those guys. So I'll tell you what, man, like nothing gives me more pleasure as somebody who is fat and unattractive due to a lack of effort than like shitting on someone who is disgusting and unattractive due to too much effort. <laughs> um. Anyway, I, I I followed uh, Craig forever, so it, I gotta say it's a little it's a little weird to see him, uh, you know, officiating a marriage ceremony for a guy who once hired an FBI agent to kill his wife. Uh, but you know, times are strange. Uh, you, you know, you you make uh, you make friends where you can. So um, all the all the luck in the world uh, to the happy young couple. Um, third time's a charm on this one. I think it'll turn out pretty good. Uh, as for the business standpoint, though, uh, things are looking a little bit sketchier. Uh, yeah. Jordan, what, what were you seeing there? Along with the happy marital bliss news, um, the drummer from As They Lay Dying is leaving. Jordan Mancino, the worst Jordan on this podcast <laughs> as of this date, has said to all of our fans my friends, family, and supporters within the industry. There have been a number of ongoing internal issues with As I Lay Dying that need to be worked out. It was my wish to avoid any further touring until these issues were resolved. Since they have not yet been resolved, it is with a heavy heart that I announce I will not be performing on any upcoming tour dates until further notice. Thanks to all of you for understanding. So, um... He's not the, the first departure from the band. Uh, there was a Nick uh, HIPAA violation. He, uh, he, he headed out just a couple months ago. Uh, and their bassist, Josh Gober, left like three or four weeks ago. So if you don't have a guitar player or a drummer or a bassist, now I'm not a musicologist, mm-hmm. but I, I think that leaves you at a severe disadvantage uh, vis-a-vis other rock and roll bands. Yeah, that sounds like my band just just me and no music just i imagine that uh you know all these guys quit on him last minute so he gets up and does slam poetry on stage every night no even better he gets members of unearth to fill in ah so when when you know yeah you you've pointed this out a million times jordan that uh, you can you can kind of judge how well a band is doing based on how much turnover they got so what does this say to you uh, if you got three members that duck out within quick succession? It would tell me that the bloom is off the rose and that the money probably has dried up. Do you remember when they first announced that they were coming back and they had like the hostage situation video where they were in a windowless, pale-looking room and all the members were just kind of looking down, umming and eyeing as like Tim proudly announced that they were coming back? It's a real uh, ISIS interrogation style video. <laughs> they all clearly looked like they were going through their emotions and just just trying to get through this video because they knew that there was money at the end of the rainbow with their little comeback tour that amazingly had sold out shows. And then I think they did a tour of Europe, which had sold out shows. And the band has kind of kept on going since then. They've put out new music. I, I think there's are they still on Metal Blade? Oh, shit. Glass, I think so, maybe yeah. one of those. They're still on some sort of label somewhere. And now they have this other tour coming up. And my guess would be that 
they're not getting paid as much as they used to, or there's sort of some deal restructuring, which is making people drop out fairly quickly. And now he's just got the Tim Lambesis players playing as LA dying songs. It's as LA dying Inc or LA guns as LA dying. It's just a cover band at this point. And I don't know if people didn't care before, they probably don't care now. So I guess people will still go see them play 94 hours and, Maybe they'll start playing Austrian Death Machine songs now. <laughs> I mean, this is a band that has been active at this point for 20 years or more. Um, and these are, as far as I know, original lineup members like Nick Hippa and the uh, um, drummer. They, they've been in the band as for as long as I've known they've been a band. So for them to quit now, that's a pretty, <laughs> that's a pretty big deal. And I remember uh, last year when... Nick Hippoquit, he like laid it out there. I, I think he used the word narcissist <laughs> in reference in reference to Tim Lambesis. Like he was just straight up like this guy is an asshole. He was I'm just uh, quoting from court proceedings. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. It seems like um, everybody that had kind of forgotten the band existed uh, in the later course of their career. Uh, saw the news about uh, about Timmy going to jail. Saw that they were coming back. Like, oh, awesome! I was once a teenager. I would like to revisit that. And then the band keeps going, and you quit caring. <laughs> it also seems like you know, with a couple of alimony checks and some child support going out every month, uh, that uh, Tim might have you know, like you said, restructured the deal where everybody else is no longer getting what they need out of it. Yeah, once the money dries up, what's the point of sticking around with this? Well, at least you sold out your integrity in the process. Did you really have that much integrity to begin with? I guess not. Uh, so there you go. Um, you know, uh, is it worth uh, whatever you got to do a couple of tours, um, get a couple of paychecks to you know have yourself immortalized in again that incredible video? Just Casting aside every good sense, every voice screaming in your head saying, don't do this shit, and going ahead and doing it, and then here you are again. Uh, what I'm trying to say here, folks, is that uh, this, is all, uh, <laughs> this is all a bad business. <laughs> I mean, these guys, are, these guys are Christian men. How could there be bad people among a group like that? It just doesn't make sense. I could be wrong here. I thought all these guys were like, yeah, we're no longer... No, no longer really about that shit. Oh, but it, of course, right? But it's the way they talk about anything. <clears throat> it's just like, I am leaving my story. Mm. Oh, yeah. They are whatever is convenient at the time. <laughs> yeah. I think that makes a lot more sense. They're Christian. They're not Christian. They're using their Christianity to welcome back their brother who fell off the path. And now he's really annoying. So they're not Christian anymore. <laughs> Just use the, ah, it's great, man. You just use the evangelical verbiage. You'll cover your ass either way. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Um, on the one hand, uh, it's, you know, good things are happening for, for Tim. You know, he's, he's found love again against all odds. And on the other hand, his band is imploding. It's just, you know, life, as they say, is a highway. Uh, what do you think that... Tim Lambies is going to do for like a nine to five job now that this is not happening anymore. Uh, I assume like YouTube fitness shit. That's my guess. 
he's going to be working like the smoothie bar in any given California gym. No, I, I don't think like a guy like this can, you know, deal with the pressure of somebody telling you what to do. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think he could get by that way. I think he's got to he's got to be a, a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> He'll partner up with some startup protein powder company, or I think he was doing like workout talks and workshops. Uh, forget someone in another band. It might have been like August Burns Red has their own gym, and he was doing lessons there. And he's just going to hook up with his metalcore buddies and just leech off them one way or another, lend his name, get people to come into, you know, uh, giving their own money to be investors in some sort of Ponzi or pyramid scheme. Yeah, Yeah, like really all you have to do um, when you're a big buff metalcore jerk is just rent out some warehouse space make sure there's a large cement pillar somewhere in the middle of this warehouse which inevitably there will be because it's structurally necessary you just tie like two long ass ropes to said pillar and then just have people swing those ropes and call yourself a crossfit gym and that's it you can give yourself some stupid edgy name so that people know that you're metalcore and just work out the rest of your I don't know, two years before that goes under. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it, I think it's just going to be a sailing from calamity to calamity until, you know, yeah. his, his heart explodes. And that's uh, really an interesting, uh, thing to dive into. And I would love to research more is what all of these X bands are doing with their lives now. Like, where are they now? Usually we have that stuff for like a Rick Moranis or a, Justin Taylor Thomas, people who quit acting and were really, really famous at one point and no longer are. Like we see that a lot in articles because, you know, there's enough interest for that sort of research. But I think we should do the research to find out if you're in a shitty early two thousands metalcore band and you're not that band anymore, what the fuck are you doing with your life? I'm with you on that. I think the answers would be um <clears throat> mostly uh pretty depressing. <laughs> I think a lot, not just metalcore, but hardcore too, and even a little bit of new metal. A lot of them become teachers. Huh? See, that is a more positive outcome. Like I think the singer of Pressure Four Five, new metal band, is now a principal. God, that's so wild. Uh, I'm not familiar yeah. with the band. Did they have any songs about uh, you know not liking authority or stuff like that? Probably. Yeah, I mean it's new metal, right? <laughs> And I think we discussed on a prior show that a lot of uh, band members will get into educational jobs so that they can have the summer off to tour and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that really is an ideal situation. Made me look back at my life and wonder why the fuck, you know, I probably should have done that. How do you feel about kids? If I wanted to be a touring member. Uh, It depends. They're, they're, They're a different kind of chaos every possible grade. So it really doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like uh, I, I, I don't want to uh, offend anybody, but it seems like it, it's easier to teach younger kids than to try to deal with somebody that has more uh, equipped uh, reasoning and, uh, and verbal skills and also is just a ball of rage and hormones. <laughs> yeah, and has a higher ability to operate a firearm. I'd rather, you know, rather keep it young, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't know at what level, you know, because everybody, yeah, I assume if you if you went to public school, you had the same uh, situation as me where everybody knows at least a couple of insanely bad kids who would tell the teacher to go fuck themselves in the middle of class, you know? Yeah, that was I, that was me. Um, that was you? Questions. Yeah, whatever kind of questions you might have for a kid like that, I can answer all of them. That was that was me. Bonus uh, show. Yeah, high school. All right, we'll uh, we'll interview a legendary bad kid, uh, Breno. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I got I got a ton of questions for you. Uh, there we go. Bonus next the the Patreon patreon.com slash toilet hall. I think it's pretty much like a whitest kids you know sketch. Okay, right? Like it's like I'm just like fuck off, you stupid whore. And the teacher's like you're you're seeing me for detention after school. Great, I'll see you then. I don't show up. I come in the next day. They're like, well, that's it. Now you have Saturday detention. Oh, do I? That's going to ruin my Saturday. <laughs> I don't show up. They come in and say, now you're suspended. You can't come in Monday. Oh, no. And I didn't show up. Perfect. Video games on a Monday. Final Fantasy eight all day. So I guess, you know, maybe a difference um, in, in our backgrounds. But if I had done anything similar, my parents would beat the shit out of me. <laughs> Oh, they did, but I would just say, fuck you, mom. Like, I just got the shit kicked out of me. It was uh, it was a very goodwill hunting way to be when I was younger. Huh. Become ungovernable, just like, uh, just like Bruno. <laughs> because fuck him, that's why. Incredible. Uh, yeah, we'll delve more deeply into that on, <laughs> on a future episode, because... That's fine. I do not want to, uh, to let that go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, moving on a little bit. Um, there's there's a couple of things. Uh, yeah, I've been doing this to everybody lately. I'm sure that they skip out by this point. Uh, things related to broader geopolitical forces. Uh, everyone loves to hear that shit. Uh, Rolling Stone had a very uh, excellent excellent long piece that came out last week uh, with the headline: "The Satanist Neo-Nazi Plot to Murder U.S. Soldiers." <laughs> Uh, have you seen this or you, have you heard about this? That sounds like a Fox News headline more than a Rolling Stone one. Um, this one usually it's about like, I don't know, Starbucks or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now this one uh, is a fairly deep dive into a subject that we have uh, talked about in the past. Uh, the Order of Nine Angles. <clears throat> the um, esoteric neo-Nazi Satanist group that also has split off into uh, their members involved in like radical Islam that are trying to start a caliphate. <laughs> Basically all your, all your edgy shit right there in one go. Uh, if, if you can think of something that's bad or spooky or evil, they're, they're into it. That's their whole, that's their whole fucking shtick. Um, so the, the nut of this one uh, is that there is a, there was this soldier boy, uh, Ethan Phelan Melzer, uh, serving at a uh, military base in uh, Fort Benning, Georgia, who uh, was not really doing so good at uh, keeping his shit secret and locked down, uh, had multiple telegram channels with um, various enthusiasts of edgelord shit uh, all around uh, the Order of Nine Angles, or more accurately, just 4chan shit. Yeah, and when we're talking about a telegram channel, we're talking about a Facebook fan page. Essentially, yes. Yeah. Uh, just as many holes in that as commenting publicly with your name and uh, address on it on Facebook, so don't get that twisted. 
Um, he, he so his big plan there was he was uh, handing off uh, data to what he thought were uh, jihadis uh, to to help set up his base for like an attack uh, by by a bunch of ISIS dudes. Now uh, that didn't happen. Do you want to know why? Because the ISIS dudes were FBI agents who ding ding ding. <laughs> For some reason, just set themselves up to entrap all sorts of people. Like, if you want to murder your wife, I'm just going to sit here and wait for a guy to murder, try to murder his wife with me. That's a great way to make a career. My, my favorite thing about it is that there is no urgency with the FBI guys. It's like, yeah, if we get him before it happens, that's great. If we don't, that's okay, too. <laughs> Definitely like a lean back in your computer chair with a newspaper kind of a job. Yeah, I'm trying to finish, uh, I'm trying to finish the, the, uh, the word search before I get to it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, it was, you know, through all of the court proceedings and shit like that, it was revealed that the FBI has been essentially paying for the existence of Martinet Press for the last 20 years. Martinet Press is, of course, probably the biggest publisher of the Order of Nine Angles uh, literature across the world. So uh, all of these guys, the Adam Waffens, uh, that uh, you know are really into to, to cool stuff like rape and murder or whatever. Um, yeah, just and, basically all of the checkboxes to scare grandma. That's these guys' personalities. Yeah, um, revealed pretty much entirely funded by the FBI, who have eyes on the entire thing. So you know there was that uh, guy from the order of nine angles what killed another guy uh, a couple of years ago i mean that was another i got to finish i got to finish ziggy before i get to this one <laughs> um so it's 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 worth noting that like uh you guys know asoth asoth i know asoth's fables no it's a different one this is probably maybe they could reference that in the next five finger song uh, one of the most quote unquote popular um, Order of Nine Angles bands. Uh, it's just like, are you guys on the payroll as well? Like, or are you just dumb enough to get trapped in the dragnet as well? <laughs> I guess that's my question for this. It's like, how many of you people are just dumb as shit? Saw the evil thing on the on the internet, and you were like, I'm gonna get into this. Versus like the smart thing to do, which is, you know, get your jail sentence reduced or get a paycheck from the FBI to be involved with it. Yeah. I mean, the dumb thing you saw on the internet, that Venn diagram is a complete circle. That's, that's all of them. Um, they, uh, they tried to find community and complete non-community. I mean, that, that's what it is. Um, so there, there's a quote in this piece that I really, I really appreciated. Uh, I was uh, talking with, um, talking with a guy here that says, uh, <clears throat> 20 to 30 years ago in the U.S. and the U.K., to be hard on the far-right movement meant you had to be a good fighter. It was a drinking, fighting culture. But among this newer generation, fights don't happen a lot, and people don't leave their bedrooms. To become a face in this world, you have to be extreme online. (laughs) There you go. Fucking case closed. I feel feel a load off my shoulders. (laughs) Yeah, life's a little easier when, uh, you know, the guys that show up at the rally aren't really uh, in fighting shape. Well, did you guys see the uh, the sardine truck full of uh, full of dudes and dockers <laughs> getting detained yesterday? 
Uh, no, I, I neglected to. I neglected to witness that. Is it just? It, it's in reference to the um, June sixth situation, I assume. No, I mean I, everything is, I guess, in a way. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Patriot Front, who I was familiar with because they put out uh, recruiting videos uh, during the uh, Black Lives Matter uh, protests in 2020, where it's a bunch of slobs uh, wearing the same polo and dockers uh, and helmets running through a mall parking garage with uh, like pool noodles and shields. And it was it was meant to give you a sense like these guys are organized. They got their shit together and they're tough. Well, oh, yeah, they got like the. Like the paper thin shields they yeah. made at Michaels. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyway, uh, thirty one of these guys uh, got pulled over by the cops, stuffed into the back of a U-Haul uh, as they traveled from eleven different states uh, to converge upon a uh, a Pride uh, celebration in Idaho. Uh, they they made it. Just like they traveled for hours and hours and hours in this thing, and they made it just there before the cops were like, "All right, time to pull the time to pull the plug on it." <laughs> so we're going that, to war, man. With this, this kind of thing, like great. you have to figure, like it's the same deal with the Order of Nine Angles. Like, all right, how many of you are stupid, and how many of you are in on it? <laughs> and the thing is, man. I don't think this is a uh, community known for their hygiene. Mm-mm. And uh, there's really no airflow in the back of those U-Haul uh, trailers because there doesn't have to be. You know, it's supposed to be for your stuff. You're supposed to be sitting up front driving it. No one's allowed back there. There are signs everywhere about it. So we're talking about uh, essentially fart huffing and B.O. smelling for 11 states. Of Dude, driving. straight hot boxing the fart juice. Yeah, yeah. Because these guys' diets, man, those are some those are some ripe ones, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. How many of these guys are like the all-beef diet adherents, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's bad, bad news. Uh, Swedish Fish, Mountain Dew, Big Macs, those things create just a cacophony of insanity in your stomach. And just that's what's ripping ass in the back of that U-Haul. Yeah. All these guys love energy drinks. That stuff is. Oh, that too. Oh, yeah. That stuff will will do a number on your system. So, Diary in a can, man. Yeah, I mean, there was a whole Always Sunny episode about what a bad idea it is to <laughs> to ride in the back of a U-Haul. <laughs> what What was your take on this? The, the cops should have just let them bake in the hot summer sun in the back of the U-Haul for a couple <laughs> hours. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I feel like uh, they would have, but you had to pull a couple of your own guys out, like it, so. Uh, All their white, white polo shirts just turning gray and yellow. Oh, and just God. Fat sweat. Yeah, dude, the flop sweat is unreal. I don't know what the weather is like in Idaho right now, but it's 105 here right now. So Yeah, not good. Uh, I, I like that. Uh, you know, after a, a down day, it's kind of fun to see a nice news story like that. So I just wanted to raise some spirits. I mean, just imagine a truck full of a piles of potatoes going through Idaho it more what they're used to um, so I don't know um, <clears throat> I have no desire to be stuffed into the back of a U-Haul with a bunch of uh, like people uh, I think I'm gross and I know that other people are gross so 
You get what you deserve on that one. They're uh, they're stuffed into I don't know the smallest uh, local jail in the world right now in Coeur Idaho. So um, <laughs> I, I don't know some much. some foreign name that's pronounced wrong, like a lot of great southwestern states. You know, just yeah, they, good uh, stuff. They, yeah, because they don't do the the proper French pronunciation in the Midwest, do they? Why should they? Yeah, it's not France. It's lacrox. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, fun stuff there. Um, before we uh, we pull the plug on this one, I wanted to open it up. Uh, is there anything that you guys wanted to share? So this and this is something that has been green lighted and subsequently red lighted in Hollywood cinema for decades. Um, there have been talks ranging from any given action star you can think of playing uh, a one duke nukem mm. in some sort of uh you know global motion picture event okay they've been trying to make a duke nukem movie forever i think the closest they ever got was they were definitely going to have the rock play duke nukem in some movie and eventually uh he stopped being the rock of wwe and then became more of you know what he's known for today very disney-fied level of dwayne johnson that we know um, he did play in that Doom movie, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah not, and it flopped because it was terrible. It's terrible. And uh, it was... It, I remember they really, really pushed The Rock's face all over everything, even though he kind of ended up being a forgettable antagonist in the film. Sorry if that's a spoiler. Oh, he's in it. But, man, I've never seen it. He's the antagonist? I, th- I was thinking yeah, he a, would be the completely faceless Doom guy. <laughs> that's what everybody thought, but it wasn't even him. In that movie he was like some sergeant who was pulling them into this you know mars was it even in mars i can't even remember it's hell it just but the- like it's a portal to hell from mars from mars well no i i know trust me i know the lore of doom i'm talking about this <laughs> shit movie. I, I do not mean he to impugn your doom. doom lore don't fucking ever doom think that doom. my bmi is low enough not to know the doom lore okay i'm not talking about that i'm talking about what was happening in this shitty fucking film representation that we all have to watch every year because like if you're gonna make a video game movie and they all flap and they're all low quality just make it the video game just make it second by second exactly what we know in the story of the video game and that's it don't do something like they did in silent hill or don't do see anything they've ever i'm the opposite on that one and i think silent hill is the only good video game movie ever made i mean it's all right but only because it's a horror movie and there's like you know a lot of violence against women and that's what people crave for some reason in those things (laughs) Well, now you're impugning my character. Yeah, man. (laughs) That's my job. That's my job. I'm the wild card of the show, okay? But anyway, yeah, there's a Duke Nukem movie in the works again, quote-unquote. Another another article in our year year of Christ 2022. We're talking about, oh, there's a Duke Nukem movie in the works. This has been a news subject for my whole life. Since Duke Nukem 3D, they've been talking about this. Jordan, you ever play Duke Nukem 3D? No. It was a pretty good one. I mean, looking back on it, it was not actually a pretty good one. But at the time, your options for you know next-level video games were Doom or Duke Nukem. Yeah. I mean, 
We all remember the strip club scene. Yeah, you get to see the most pixelated city on earth. <laughs> and like they they were covered even when they took them out they had tassels on them, but nobody could tell because the pixels were so bad. Yeah. So everybody was freaking out like, "Oh my god, they're bare boobs." And it's like, "No, they're they're, they're tassels." Um, but the great thing about it is either you could either A um give the strippers money and they'd show you their their bobs. Or B, you could just fucking shoot them and blow them up. Yeah, I think if you shoot them, they turn into the pig cops, right? No, if you shoot them, they explode into this like really ridiculous, cartoonish, just uh, flying set of maybe three or four femur bones. And then they make a digital screaming noise. And then uh, the pig cops are mad. You blew up the strippers, so they show up and start attacking you. Okay. Well, yeah. all of all of these details, you know, right here, it's making me wonder why why are, why would anybody think it's a good idea to make a movie out of this property? <laughs> well, I mean, the Duke Nukem property um, is is more or less a dead one at this point. It's been it, for a very long time. They've yeah, made since s- probably so like, many shit ninety seven. There has not been a single playable Duke Nukem video game since Duke Nukem three D. Well, I mean, there and, were the the third-person games that came out for the PlayStation. Again, uh, there has not been a playable video game in the Duke Nukem properties since Duke Nukem 3D. Fair enough. Uh, we don't need to go okay. into the lore of Duke Nukem forever. If you're listening to this show, you probably already know it. So, Yeah, and the lore not being the lore, but just being the development hell that right. it's been through. Just it's it was like Chinese democracy for Guns N' Roses. It just was being made or not being made for the last 20 years and when it finally came out it was a pile of hot dog shit. Uh as any yeah, it's if you can't get it on like the first or second try, just do something else. That's probably the right. Yeah. Thing. <clears throat> and and for the same at the same token, uh the Duke Nukem film is going to not happen. Yeah, this oh, yeah. is this is how it's been. There's always been some green lit and then red lit script over a Duke Nukem film. It's just not going to happen. The only way they're going to make it happen is if Chris Pratt plays Duke Nukem. Oh, man. I You just he, really... He can't, he, he can't because Duke Nukem says potty words and he's a good Christian. That's true. Yeah, he's got you there. Didn't uh, didn't he say potty words in that Guardians of the Galaxy movie? I didn't watch twice. I think he said turd flower or turd blossom at some point. But perfect. Uh, he's he's ready. That's really the level of filth, and you know that was the reason video games have ratings now is because Duke Nukem was like time to die asshole, and it's just that's that was enough for the parents. They were like, this isn't Mario. He's he's saying curse words, and that was enough. Damn, it's a titty. Um, yeah, that was Duke Nukem in a nutshell. Uh, yeah, this isn't going to happen. Uh, These alien assholes are fucking up my date with my big titty gauze GF. <laughs> Again, John St. John is on cameo. We can just give him money to do this shit. I think, uh, yeah, it's never going to happen. Uh, never in a million years. But if it does happen, it will be. It will be the worst thing you've ever seen. Pretty sure. Yeah, it's going to get like a 2% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's oh, going to yeah. be it's it's going to be like a direct to Netflix or no, not even direct to like Paramount Plus <laughs> Endeavor. 
it's gonna be it's gonna be ass. It's the world's first directed to be premiere. <laughs> they should get you bowl back on onto onto this. I, all right, I would I would be into it for that. If Uwe Bowl would uh, would sign on, I'll watch it. Yeah, he. It's been enough years, right? Like he is now, like bad Uwe Bowl video game movies are something to be nostalgic over, and I think that this is the property to do it. He just like has it shot all in an iPhone, like on his streets, have people run around and do it. Just make like another postal movie, but make it kind of Duke Nukem style. I mean, essentially they would be making the postal movie again. So it works out. Um, Yeah. Well, we got that to look forward to at least. So things are on the up and up. I think at that point we got to call it though. Do we? I mean, you can keep talking if you want. Yeah, but just I'll do it not on this podcast. I'll just go find some other victim of my thought and just let them hear what I have to say about anything. That's what public streets are for. And, uh, you know, public transportation. Yeah, I'll just go to the gas station and I'll just, like, continue the podcast with whoever's the attendant. (laughs) Please leave. Uh, Jordan, anything you want to close the show on? Nah, let's get out of here. Let's get the fuck out of here. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Keep it metal, ladies and gentlemen.
You're listening to 66.6 FM, Radio TOVH, The Flush.